it's Laura. How are you? I hope you are well. So today we're doing chapter two and I lied in the first video. It is the victim's story. We'll get to loyalty and attachment later on, but it's the victim's story today and we're going to talk about what that is. So we all go through this. We all have this experience where we feel victimized by our lives. Bad things happen. Bad things happen to people. It, it just is. Bad things happen. And when those bad things happen, the ego turns it into the poor me story. The, you did this to me. It's your fault I feel this way, right? That's the, the mental process that we go through. It's totally human. We all go through it somewhere for whatever reason, right? Doesn't matter what the experience is. We all go through it. The more traumatic the experience is, the longer we tend to hang out in that place. So for a lot of people, they don't ever clue in to the awareness that, hey, wait, I'm not a victim of my life. They don't ever get there. And that's okay. It just is. That's part of the experience. That's one of the things that happens. For those of us that clue into this new reality that, hey, wait, I'm not a victim, it changes your perspective on the things that happen to you. And this is a good thing. When we can lift ourselves up out of being a victim, when we start to recognize that life is showing us things, that it's kind of a, um, a reflection, a mirror of sorts that shows us things about ourselves, shows us our beliefs, it shows us our ideas, it shows us our thoughts, when we start to recognize that and we stop being victimized by our circumstances, by the things that happen to us, we free ourselves a little bit. It's the first step in the process towards healing. Even if you never completely get out of the victim mentality, meaning you don't, get, you don't ever get to a place where you say, I'm not a victim of my life, the only way to fully heal is to release the victim mentality, the victim story that we want to tell. It's the only way to heal. You have to release that. You have to get out of that process. The victim mentality leads to blame. It's your fault. That's the victim, right? So as long as we're hanging on to that blame of you did this to me, as long as we're holding that, we don't heal. We can't, it's impossible. To heal means we're recognizing that it's our stuff, right? So how long it takes you to get to here is completely dependent on the scenario. It's completely dependent on you. Could take you days, could take you weeks, months, years. Doesn't matter. It takes what it takes. But where we need to get to is, especially years down the road, it's not your fault I feel this way. When we're talking about things that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago or more, chances are good the person probably isn't even in your life anymore. You're not the same person. And that other person 
does not have control over how you feel any further. So when you conjure up the memory of the thing that happened and the feelings follow the memory, because that's how it works, the feelings will follow the memory. It's you that's in control of how you respond to the memory, not the other person. Right? It's you that's in control of your response to the memory. It's your mind. Not the other person. Yeah, but the other person put the memory there. Yeah, and? <laughs> okay, they help you create it. Yep, that's true. And? Well, if they hadn't put it there, then I wouldn't feel like this. Now you're victimizing yourself again. There's the circle. We go around it. It's their fault I'm thinking this thought. It's their fault I have the memory to begin with. And if they hadn't done that to me, I wouldn't be here. This w I wouldn't feel like this. Okay. But you can't go backwards. And you can't change that. It happened. Now what? Yeah, but. Now what? You're here. It's not then. You're here now. So what are you going to do with that? The memory is what it is. You can't take it out of your brain. You're not going to get rid of it. You're not going to give yourself a lobotomy. So now what? You're here in the present moment. You got to figure out now, not 10 years ago. You got to figure out now. So what about now? So if you yeah, but yourself back into the past, you're not getting anywhere. That's going to keep you stuck. That's the wheel spinning. We don't have a time machine. We can't go back. Can't change what happened. It just is. Stop arguing with it. And recognize where you are. It's not happening today right now. It's a video or an image in your head, nothing more. And your response to it is up to you. If you're triggered by your own thoughts, that's your own thing. <laughs> but remember, you don't have to buy into the mind. You don't have to play the game of the mind. The reason the mind keeps bringing that back up for you is because you keep reacting to it. It's because it's the thing you'll buy into. And the mind loves that. It always looks for things. It'll say whatever it needs to to get you to pay attention. Doesn't matter how outlandish, how ridiculous, how crazy, how painful. What it's showing you is, it's going to show you whatever it can to get you to buy into what it's doing because it wants to keep you where you are and keep you from moving and keep you holding on to blame and keep you angry and keep you hurt. That's what it wants to do. It doesn't want you to heal because heal means change. And it doesn't like that. Right? The mind will and the ego identify with pain. It identifies with the trauma. I am my pain. Who am I without the pain? Right? And I posted this on my Facebook timeline the other day. 
Who am I without problems? Who would you be if you didn't have a whole bunch of things to solve? <laughs> Same question. Who would you be if you didn't have all kinds of pain? And the responses are interesting because there's a lot of attachment to problems. And there's also a lot of attachment to pain. The idea that I need problems, otherwise I'd be bored. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> Life is a problem, right? So if, if I don't have a problem, that means I'm not alive, right? But none of that is true. And you can change problem into pain and you end up in the same place. If I'm not in pain, then I'm not alive because life is painful. If I don't feel pain, then there's no point in being here. I'd be bored. Same thing. Works the same way. But that's not true. Those ideas aren't true. At your core, at everybody's core, the cork floats to the top, as Abraham Hicks says. You're happy. You're in joy. You're content in your life. You're okay. You get to be okay. You are okay within you somewhere, buried under all the stuff you hold on to and all those ideas that say you need to hang on to problems and you need to feel pain in order to be alive. Right? You are okay underneath all that crazy stuff. And not only are you okay, but you're not in pain and you don't have problems to solve. Recognize that those ideas are the ego identifying with pain and with problems. There's no need for me if I don't have pain or problems. This ego identification with pain. I'm not alive if I don't have those things. Well, yes, you are. <laughs> and you're happier and you're not solving problems and you're not in pain and you're okay. And you're not arguing with your reality and you're not a victim. You're simply okay. You are you without all the extra stuff. And it is just extra stuff. None of it is yours in the sense that none of it is part of you. It's all extra stuff. You are not any of that. You collect it. It's junk. It's trash. But you collect it. And then when you trip over it, you get mad at it. When it gets in your way, you get mad at it. And you blame it for, for, for its existence. You blame it for being there. How dare you? How dare you exist? But it's stuff you hold on to. You're holding on to it and then you're mad at it because it's there. But you're the one keeping it.
So we have to find a way to be okay with all of these things. We have to find a way to be okay with pain, with problems. We have to find okay, a way to be okay with our memories, especially the bad ones, right? We have to find a way to be okay with those. Can you hear my dog chewing on the bone in the background? Yep, that's real life. So that's it. You gotta find a way to get okay. The boxes of stuff, the pain, the trauma, the memories, they're all there. Okay. What are you doing with them? Are you tripping over them? You know what's in them, right? You look through the boxes, you know what's all there, you got it. So are they in the middle of your living room floor and you're tripping on them? Or did you find room for them somewhere? Do you have space? Those are the choices. That's the decision. That's what you're doing. That's the process. You've got to get okay with this stuff being around you. Now what are you going to do? And ultimately what happens is when you put this stuff away, as you begin to get comfortable with, okay, this box is here, but I'm going to put it on the shelf. It's not going to bother me anymore. It stops being a thing. You may notice it, but you're no longer triggered by it. The memory comes up and it no longer causes pain. It no longer causes anger. It no longer triggers you that way. It doesn't bother you anymore. Now you're out of the victim story. You're not blaming the box for anything. It just is. And you're out of the victim story. You're out of poor me mode and you're into, I take responsibility for my stuff, and this is all my stuff, and I'm okay with it. And I don't have to argue with it, I don't have to fight with it, I don't have to be mad at it, I don't have to get triggered by it, I'm okay. This is my life, and I accept the things that have happened in it, and I'm okay with them. And then the next level to that, you go back outside of that even, if you step up, the next step is, what did all of those things teach me? What did I learn from those experiences? Once I release the victim story, once I release blame and anger and pain, now I can look at it more objectively and go, okay, well, what did I learn? <laughs> How did that help me? Who am I if I'm not pain and anger? I'm the person that learned from those memories. And these are the things that I learned. Learning's cool. But you can only learn from your experience when you get away from it enough, right? And I use the helicopter analogy all the time, get above the forest, looking down on the trees, you see things differently from there. You can only learn the lessons when you're not in blame. It's your fault. 
And the lesson isn't, I'm a horrible human being. The lesson isn't, I deserve that. The lesson isn't, I suck. The lesson is not, I'm not worth anything, or I can't be trusted, or I'm not good enough. <coughs> Excuse me. Those aren't the lessons. Those are all victimizations. All of that self-deprecation is just victimization. It's the victim story that keeps you where you are. But the victim story isn't true. So if the victim story isn't true, then neither is the I suck thing that you believe as well. Neither is the story of unworthiness. Neither is the story of untrustworthiness. Neither is the story of not good enough, no confidence, all of those things. All of those things are also not true because the story you tell yourself where you're a victim is not true. So then everything that you believe from that victim story is also not true. And the fun part of that is those become habits and ways of being, and those are harder to break. Getting over a nicotine addiction is one thing. Breaking the habit of having something in your hand or in your mouth is a whole other topic. And the patch only does so much, right? Patch only gets you so far. It gets you past the nicotine addiction, but now what are you doing with your mouth and your hands, <laughs> right? Which is why most people go to eating or chewing gum or something because they need something to be doing because it's the activity now, right? So that's the behavioral pattern and it's harder to break. It takes more conscious awareness to break that. Well, the same thing is true with that unworthiness and the lack of confidence and all of that jazz. It's, those are behavioral patterns and ideas that you need to break. And that takes time. That's where you have to be aware of it. And there's a little bit of proving it to yourself that comes with the with the story, right? If the victim story isn't true, then that means the unworthiness that I learned from that story is also not true. But now I have to change the pattern of that. And that's showing up all over the place. And the only thing that's going to allow you to fix that is awareness of yourself and who you are and how you show up in the world. Awareness of your own behavior. And where that self-sabotage is taking place because it's just a form of sabotage you're sabotaging yourself it's the ego keeping you stuck it's just sabotage so you have to recognize it I'm not signing up for painting class because I don't think I'm good enough right that's sabotage that's your mind telling you you're not good enough reminding you that you're not good enough and giving you reasons why not but you got to have enough awareness to catch that and say hey wait that's not true and it's only as you learn to do that for yourself that you're able to start releasing those patterns 
there's releasing the victim story and the blame and the anger and the pain and all that jazz. And then there's releasing the patterns that that victim story gave you. Because I promise you it gave you patterns. It gave you ways of being that weren't true. And this is why we all feel that need to keep healing. We all want to keep digging in the box. We're constantly wanting to heal. But there's nothing to heal anymore. It's just the habit. It's the pattern of being that you have. And you have to break that. Right? And I've talked before for myself about the lack story that I was telling. Right? Okay, I broke the 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 I broke part of it. Right? I broke the vow of poverty that I had taken. I broke that. Right? I recognized it. I broke it. Okay, great. But then I had to break all of the patterns and behaviors that the lack over time had created. That was a whole other world. And that required awareness. All right? So I had to understand that I was in a repeating cycle and then I had to understand the behaviors that were creating the repeating cycle. And I had to understand that I could break the, the, the vows and do all that, right? I could break the energy, but I still had human behavior. I still had human patterns that I was still in. And I had to break that. That's the next step. That's harder. It's actually harder to break the habit of response, to break the pattern of response that you have or that I had. But that's the trick. You have to break the habit of response that you have. So when that unworthiness gets triggered, when the memory comes up, whatever, you have a pattern of response. You shrink back into your shell. You don't do the thing whatever you people please, whatever the response is that you have, you do it and you don't think about it. That's the part you need to break because that's what breaks the cycle. Right? That's what breaks the cycle is breaking the patterns of response. So what I had to do for me personally was stop fixing. that helped to break the pattern of behavior that I had. Right? And I was still having the emotional response. Like I was still feeling the stress, the fear, the worry, the stuff, right? Like I was still going through that, but I was sitting on my hands sometimes quite literally <laughs> to not do things, right? Breaking the behavior. And then it was only after that, after I got over the need to, to fix, after I was okay with sitting on my hands, that I could actually release the worry and the fear. That actually came last. The emotional response that I had was the last thing to go, not the first. 
I had to stop responding to my emotions as much as I was breaking the patterns of, of, of behavior. So there's the process. That's the whole process. I just gave it to you in one video, <laughs> right? So something happens. We gain some distance in terms of time. We get out of it in terms of time. We probably end up in the victim story in there, right? Unless we're really aware of ourselves and can catch that, right? It's possible. It is possible. You can, but most of us don't do that, okay? Totally fine. So we end up in the victim story. Somewhere, time passes. Somewhere in the process, we recognize the victim story and we go, hey, wait, that's not gonna work. We figure out how to release blame. We figure out how to let people off the hook. We're not forgiving anybody for anything. We're just letting people off the hook, right? And we're taking responsibility for how we feel. The mind conjures up the memory. That's you tripping over the box. Again. But now you have the awareness. Now you say, hey, wait, I don't need to respond to that. I can put the box on the shelf. So you do that. But now you have a pattern and a habit because you've done that a bajillion times. So now you have a pattern and a habit that you have to break. So now you're tripping over a box that isn't even there anymore. Now it's an invisible box. You're tripping on something that isn't there. You're tripping over air. Some of you do that, right? Trip over air, because it's not there anymore. It's not a thing, you put it away, it's gone. Now you just have a habit. So the next time the brain conjures it up, now you have to decide. The box isn't there, I've done that work. It's on the shelf, it's gone. This is a lie. And now you have to find the truth. And what's the truth? The box is gone. I need to create a different response to this when it shows up. And you need to figure out what that different response looks like. That's your job. Right? For me, it was not doing anything. And that's probably a good response for most things. Not doing anything. Okay? And then... Once you break that, and once you can get really okay with just not doing anything, then you can deal with the emotions that follow. And quite frankly, the emotional response at that point is, is a habit too. <laughs> emotions become a habit as well. And you just have to say, you know what? I don't need to feel this. And you toss it. You just toss the emotion. You just get rid of it, right? You kind of go cold turkey on the emotions. You're like, nope, I don't need to feel that right now, right? And there's a difference between this and squishing. Right. So squishing would have had to happen when the trauma occurred. That's the, I'm not dealing with this, I don't wanna feel this, right? I did that, I've done it many, many, many times, right? Where you just don't deal with it. It happens and you just do nothing, you don't deal with it at all, right? You don't express the emotion and you don't process it and you don't do anything, right? That's when squishing happens, squishing happens at the first part of the process. At this point, we're not squishing anything. The emotions are just a habit and we're breaking it. And that's okay to squish. You can stomp that one right out. You don't have to play that game. Okay? 
That's the difference. Okay. So now we break the habit. And it shows up in more than one place, so you're going to have to do this more than once. Okay. It might show up when you sign up for painting class, but then it shows up again when you go to do something else, when you try to apply for a different job or whatever, right? It shows up again, and then you got to break it again, right? So you keep breaking it because you keep becoming aware of it, and you keep pushing forward. You keep doing. You keep challenging it as being not true. And over time, eventually, you get to a place where the whole thing isn't true, and it's just another box that goes on the shelf. And you put it away. And suddenly, lack of confidence, unworthiness, is no longer true either. And you've proved to yourself that that box is a lie. And now you're okay. That's it. That's the whole thing right there. I can stop now. I don't need to share anything ever again because that's it right there. I gave it to you. Never need to write another blog. <laughs> it's already there. I did it. Okay? That's the process. It extends from the victim story, right? So we started with the victim story, which is the blame. But this is how we get out of it. All right? I hope that was helpful. And I will talk to you um, on probably Monday or Tuesday next week with chapter three. And I'm not even going to venture to guess. I don't remember. So I'm not even going to guess because I was wrong in chapter one. So we're just not going to go there. I should look before I start this video, but that would be, that would be productive. And I wouldn't do that at all ever. <laughs> all right. And I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye for now. Oh, by the way, don't forget to grab a copy of the book on Amazon. The link is in the description box down below. Grab a copy of the book and have a read. It is really good. I promise. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.